Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See this? This is my boomstick. <laughs> Marijuana is not a drug. I used to suck dick for coke. I seen them. Now that's an addiction, man. You ever suck some dick for marijuana? Welcome to the Banter Booth. Joining me this week, Mike Bannock, just a friend of the show, one of the fan favorites, one of my favorites. We love him to death. Mike, how you doing? Um, I'm okay. Um, I have COVID, so that that's that's great. But but yeah. But other than that, I'm fantastic as usual. This is good. It's good that we're able to squeak this episode in, just in case you do die. This will be we'll, <laughs> we'll all remember you by this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I better I better uh, put out my hearts and feelings into mm-hmm. this. This uh, is basically this a eulogy. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good that's a good term. Um. Yeah. Uh, mom, dad, I love you. <laughs> you're feeling okay. You're you're good though. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good. Yeah, no, no, too bad symptoms. Like, um, basically nothing too serious. So, um, yeah, I'll do it on this front. So that's good. I went through. I had COVID there at the beginning of December. I mean, I had a whirlwind December, but we'll just talk about the COVID part of it, which is that, uh, yeah, I had COVID for about two weeks. I was asymptomatic, totally okay. Just went right through me. I was I was good. More or less the same experience you're going through. Yeah. I feel a little shitty, but it's pretty much it. The bone aches are the worst. I had bone aches for like one day and I didn't want to walk. I didn't want to move at all. Ugh. Everything hurt. And I was just like, I'm just going to lay down. I had to work that day. And I was just like, well, good thing I get to sit in a chair the whole time because I don't want to move. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I'd say but that felt like. Pretty sure that's a COVID symptom because when I had COVID, that's the only thing I felt. One day, that was it. So that was the yeah the good trade off. Yeah, exactly. I think I think we're both good. So that's thankful for that. Both that we're both good. We'll both survive. We'll both do many more episodes of the Banta Booth together. Yeah, we uh, did the first quarant- We did the first lockdown episode too. That's true, didn't we? You were one of my last guests before the lockdown, and then you were my first guest in the lockdown, and then you were my first guest back after the COVID pandemic and I was laid off and I went through a bunch of shit and the show was delayed. Yeah. You've occurred a lot during this pandemic. We get to, it's like almost like quarterly updates for the book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three months. And we're just the like, beginning, the middle, and now the end of me. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my God. That's so true. We got you at the beginning. Now we're at the end. We're at <laughs> yeah. the end of the middle. Bannock. Now we're at the end. Yeah. <laughs> this is the end. So morbid. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Man, 2021 is over. I just want to get this out of the way because I have, I'm just so fucking glad 2021 is over. 2022, I know it's so cliche to be like, man, I just, next year is going to be my year and all that shit. So I'm going to not, I'm not going to say that, but I am going to say that I, I am going to fucking, I, 
If I say it out loud, I can hold myself accountable to what I'm saying right now, which is I'm going to fucking turn my life around in 2022. Something's going to change and I'm going to fucking do everything in my fucking power to be able to make my life better in 2022. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope the same for you, man. Um, I don't know about me, but <laughs> I hope we all hope the same for you, man. Um, I hope it's better. Um, I don't think it's going to be much of anything drastically different but uh yeah you know i think like my lucky number is two so uh 2022 uh should be distributed time you know i'm gonna try to make it as good as possible you know february I mean? is gonna be your month especially february 2nd that's just gonna be your month man yeah i think so yeah <laughs> that's the day that i will tear covid <laughs> yeah you better yeah. you better fucking do it that's a countdown now i did all your blood test i'm gonna, gonna get a blood test on, on that day and february 2nd be like... that better be a cure from michael bannock on that day <laughs> but we're just talking at the same time <laughs> uh but i was bad. just you know it's all good i was just gonna say like uh i'm gonna get a blood test that day and then you're like damn through the vaccine your blood cures covid you've got you basically got spider-man blood if anyone remembers that plot point from amazing spider-man 2 when yeah, Andrew exactly. Garfield's blood can can cure, they think can cure fucking Norman Osborn and Harry Osborn. Yeah. In return, just turns them into goblins. Yeah, exactly. Oh, terrible. Terrible human. I also think Norman that's a Osborn. plot point. Wait a minute. Smart blood is in so many movies, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's Inspector, the 007 movie, and it's in Star Trek Into Darkness. They do a lot of smart blood stuff to cure dying. Yeah. You know, that'll be it. And then uh, everyone's going to turn into a lizard. And uh, <laughs> because of me, yeah. Because I'm a everyone's lizard. going to turn into a lizard. It's the yeah. next step in human evolution. Yeah. If we were all lizards, we'd be fine. <laughs> You've seen that meme going around with the, uh, you know, it's with the like, like lizard from um, No Way Home. And he's like, if we were all lizards, we'd be fine. <laughs> Do you think I live under a rock, Mike? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know where you live. <laughs> well. I've lost track of you. <laughs> that's what, well, yeah. Oh, that brings up such a good point because I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm always changing locations. One yeah, you, one you place, do. You change a lot. Yeah, that is true. You're all, over, you're all over the place. That's okay. Oh, well, I mean, from where I was before, I'm no longer where I'm at now. I'm back at my parents' house. I'm back here, just living here. Just getting through. Hey, that's good. Good times, you know? Good food, good laundry. Yeah, not for a long time, though. It's good for a short time. Well, I have a, I have a whole plan for this year that I'm going to try and stick to it for the whole thing. Um, and if I can, the start of next year, I have some big plans and works in the works for, for myself, but I'm not going to get into that right now. For 2023? Yeah, I got some, I got some ideas that I want to do for next year. This year is all nice. about planning and making my life better. And then 2023, I have, I have a, some cool ideas if I can, if I can actually improve upon myself this year. Okay, nice. That's good. I like that. Trying to set goals. Uh, my depression has gotten the fucking best of me, man, the last few months. And I, I need something tangible, something that I can attain, something that just, oh, something that makes me feel a bit less like a failure, you know? <laughs> Sounds good, man. It's I think, real. hey, you're it's not a failure. Right you're, you're doing the best you can, and that's all everyone hopes you do. Yeah. And same to you, Mike. We won't go in. We won't get into it. But I'm cheering you on. I'm your biggest cheerleader. 
Thanks, man. I, I'm your biggest cheerleader. Exactly. Yeah. Not fans. I'm a cheerleader. I, I hope you uh, you prosper, and I hope I keep surviving. I hope you keep surviving, but on yeah. top of that, I hope you prosper into a beautiful, beautiful flower. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, hopefully COVID or my heart doesn't kill me by the end of this year. I realize <laughs> that that implies that you're not already beautiful. You are beautiful, Mike. I, I want to make thanks. sure that... I appreciate that. It's not like an ugly duckling situation. It's nothing like that. You are, you are beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully by the end of this year, according to you, that I turn into a beautiful flower because I'm not beautiful already. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I just corrected myself. Don't do this to me. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> My man. So anyways, yep. back to the whole 2021 ending. Um, what are some what what are some of your favorite movies in the last year? Um, man, ah, uh, gotta be it's gotta be No Way Home, to be honest. Really, gotta be No Way Home. It was just so good, just like the perfect, like there wasn't really anything in that movie where I was like, damn, I really wish they did this. Like they really just like where I I didn't leave the theater like, like huh, I left the theater like wow, that movie was insane. It was so good. Yeah. I loved it. Despite the fan service, I did get into this a little bit in the previous episode um, I had with Jordan. Uh, it, it was good. I mean, brilliant, but lazy was the thing that we thought at the very yeah. end. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. See, this is why lazy. I disagree. I disagree with both of you. How dare you say it was lazy? It was perfect. That's all I can say. It was perfect. It's just it's the start of a long and winding road for movies where sooner or later it'll all just be member berries and everything, you know, Darth Vader's come back for the Obi-Wan series. Then there's rumors for what's going to happen in uh, the next Dr. Strange film with Tom Cruise, apparently coming in to play an Iron Man variant, John Krasinski rumored to appear as Captain America, um, Deadpool's appearance, first appearance in the MCU. Like there's tons of rumors with this. I mean, some of them have really no merit. Like one of them is crazy with the patch, uh, Patrick Stewart coming back as Professor X seems to be one of the craziest ones that I've heard. What? It seems like okay, they're trying to that. cram as many things as they can into this one movie. Just fill it with nostalgia. Yeah, but I mean, I think, I don't know. I think with the, well, the whole multiverse thing, that's been going on for a bit. Yeah. Um, so that that's understandable that this and then, like this was supposed to lead into that. So obviously that's, those are two. And the Kenobi series that's been in the works for like 10 years so um feels like it's been forever since disney bought lucasfilm it seems like a kenobi thing has been in the works for a while i think he he's known forever like i think that they've just been kind of waiting for the right timing and writers and all that kind of stuff and well and and i and the plans have and this is like off topic from the original point but the plans for it have originally uh changed a lot from what yeah. they were originally, because if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it, they were originally going to do a movie, and now it's a six yeah. episode, six to eight episode TV show. Pretty sure it's six, but I think that they were probably waiting for the first season of Mandalorian to see how that turned out, and then probably to see how like the episode thing turned out, and then they realized that that was the best thing to do. So mm-hmm. it seems like Star Wars is pivoting to more or less just only TV at the moment with no real movies. There's no real movie that's like, the no one's shooting right now. No one's shooting a Star Wars movie right now. They have the Patty yeah. Jenkins, <clears throat> Rogue Squadron was delayed. 
so that she could make the Cleopatra film and Wonder Woman 3. Then the Taika Waititi Star Wars film. I haven't really heard anything about that. The only thing we really hear about is the TV shows that they have in development, the countless ones. Uh, I, I do think, to your point, the episodic films had so much to do with them pivoting to TV and the toxic fandom that surrounds the entirety of Star Wars. Oh, dude, they're the... Like, I love Star Wars, but the worst fans in the building, like, of all fan bases, like, they're the worst. Because it's like, they just, they have to hate everything that's not perfect. And it's like, oh, you know, oh, you didn't like the movie? Well, yeah, maybe I should send death threats to the the cast and crew. And it's like, why? Dude, (laughs) it is the worst fan base. So easily, the worst fucking fan base ever. Worse than like toxic sports fans, like they're not even that bad compared to Star yeah, Wars. Star, exactly. Star Wars fans are basically telling telling um, Kelly Marie Tran from Star Wars Episode Eight, basically like kicking her off social media, hurting her, like hitting her with mis- misogynistic, sexist, fucking racist jokes, and then telling her to. I, I, I want to say that they were telling her to kill herself, which is fucked up. That yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm not honestly wouldn't be surprised because it's like, it's it's just it's not her fault that mm-hmm. the writing of the movie was bad. It's just like Hayden, it's not Hayden Christensen's fault that the writing of the movie was bad. He doesn't yeah. say, he didn't decide to say he doesn't like sand. That was the writing. <laughs> so why <laughs> why are you blaming Hayden Christensen? The guy didn't, the guy did like, what, jumpers? And then it was like, then he stopped filming because people hated him so much. The only other thing I can think of him that he did was a film that they did in Toronto called Little Italy with Emma Roberts. It's the only other movie I can think that I saw Hayden Christensen in after Star Wars. Sorry, I had a coughing fit. I had to mute my mic. (laughs) Oh, of Um, course. Yeah, but um, yeah, he did do that. But that was recent, wasn't it? That was like 2017, 2018, I think. Yeah, might be 2019 now I think about it. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was definitely a little bit. 2010s. Yeah. But I think he, you know, maybe just, I don't know. He, he probably just did it because he probably needed something to do. And, but I heard he has like a ranch out in like Montana or something. Mm-hmm. And he just like, you know, like he's like spotted every once in a while, like driving his kid to school or something. Yeah. And you know, I'm like that's sure. how, yeah, that's how crazy it is. Like the fact that you got bullied so much from fans and like attacked so much from fans that you had to buy a ranch and like, Get away from people just to have a life. Yes. Like, well, think about how many, a lot of actors have to do that, honestly. Okay. Now, this is what I was, he's, I was going to say he was happily married, but I just realized that they are divorced. So never mind. Oh, that's not good. He did have a wife, <laughs> apparently until 2017. Oh, that's when he did that movie. <laughs> Rest in peace. Oh, yes. And the movie Little Italy was 2018. So I was close. Oh, okay, second, yeah. So maybe, second you know. guess. Damn, that, that divorce probably didn't do well. That's probably why you did that movie. <laughs> Needed the money. Divorce yeah. was settled, and it was like, all right, now I gotta, I gotta. That's why we returned to Star Wars. There you go. Uh, there we go. Yeah, they probably still has alimony it. for those kids, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he also probably just, you know, maybe he wants to get back out there. I don't know. Oh yeah, for sure. But also, it, it's probably because they've had this idea since then, and then he's probably like, maybe I should do some acting to kind of like get my get myself back in the game star wars just comes across as one of the um one, uh, definitely one of the least creative universes right now because it's so heavily 
is attached to what came before. And it feels like every new project needs to be some character that was, that was featured in the originals or it needs, or the storyline needs to be heavily, heavily influenced from the episodic films or the pre like the prequels or whatever. Like, yeah, it's too beholden to what came before to move anything forward. It's true. I, I, that's the thing I like about Marvel is that like Marvel, there's just so much, there's so many like heroes and comic books that they can like pick from and be like, this is a new character. And people are like, well, why are they bringing in new characters? Cause it's fresh. It's something new, you know, like look at Black Panther, like Black Panther, you know, people were like, Oh, like this is an all black superhero. I was like, no, Black Panther has been a comic book hero for forever, but yep. It was such a like a big moment when the he was made. It was finally made into a movie. Mm-hmm. It was a great movie, by the way. Great movie and one of the highest grossing domestically. I know that with a seven hundred million dollar uh, total uh, total. Co- my God, total box office domestically in North America was seven hundred million dollars, which is crazy when you think about yeah, that. Uh, sure. Black Panther had just such a stranglehold on the box office when it was out. Twenty eighteen February twenty eighteen was insane. And two hundred yeah. million dollars immediately. First, I wouldn't say first. I would say first black-led Marvel superhero film. But that's not true. Blade exists. I will not yeah. forget about Wesley Snipes. True, but it was it yeah. was definitely a huge moment. It was a good movie. And now you got uh, Spider-Man. That's probably going to pass Black Panther in the domestic box office because they're already at six hundred and sixty-five million. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if they do because um, just how good it is and and just. Like how Spider-Man brought like uh, everyone can go see this movie because everyone knows about like you know like everyone has seen those Spider like different Spider-Man movies and been like I liked these ones I like these ones I like these ones. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a celebration a love letter of twenty years of Spider-Man. You know, you get, hell yeah. We're gonna we're just gonna go right into spoilers. Toby, Andrew, Tom, we get to. To anybody that loved Spider-Man, to anyone that loved a certain iteration of it, oh, you get to be so honored good. within this film with all of them coming together in a massive crossover universe melding event. You know, it's crazy and it's and it worked. I liked I loved the movie. It's like one of my top five favorites of the year. You know, as a fan, it was so fun. It's just that it also just makes me think of what could happen, what bad things could come from from this road if we continue to go down it, where it just feels like, oh, all we're gonna do is going to be an ip driven society where we're only focusing on oh my god can we get a like can the brand throw this reference in there right now can can deadpool show up in this movie can this happen here it's like okay enough of that that just seems like it's too much yeah original content is always better Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) exactly original content is better uh spider-man no way home though is still a good movie yeah so regardless of any fears that i have I do agree that it is a fantastic movie. Um, it's, it, it, it doesn't get much better than those the- theatrical experiences. Like Marvel really does hit it out of a park when it comes to going to the movies and, ha- and like just being one with the entire audience. You oh, are, yeah, for sure. Everyone's in it. Everyone's feeling the same thing. I mean, dude, I don't know. I, I see tons of people online talking about how this is what Martin Scorsese was talking about when. He, he said Marvel wasn't Marvel wasn't cinema, you know, it's just a roller coaster ride. It's got people screaming and yelling and reacting to everything that happened on screen. But to me, that's part of the experience. I mean, it's fun. It's fun when there's a yeah. movie like that. If you don't find yeah. it fun, then that's cool. Whatever. That's on you. I think it's great. 
a lot of people think it's great. Yeah. So I'm not going to. Plus, Martin Scorsese signed the Roman Polanski thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how about that, Martin Scorsese? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That would be my rebuttal. Yeah. Oh, oh, you don't like No Way Home? Oh, yeah. Well, I saw that you were on the Roman Polanski thing. So how about that? <laughs> and then he's just going to get really quiet. No response. <laughs> yeah. He's just going to make another movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. And it'll yeah. be amazing. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Would you say Martin? <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, we'll move on. With that. We won't get too much into that. But you, yeah, you that, that, that discourse. I mean, I'll put some thoughts into that. I mean, I, I don't like commenting on things, but you know what? I have a podcast. I'm going to start using more of my own personal feelings here, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Fuck that discourse. I don't give a shit if Martin Scorsese doesn't like the MCU. No one should give a shit. Martin Scorsese exactly. is one of the best filmmakers of all time. He makes great movies. Wolf of Wall Street, Shutter Island, Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Mean Streets, countless others. And we're, and people are coming after him because he doesn't like the MCU movies. Go fuck yourself. Who fucking cares? Why the fuck do you care so much? Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I also think like I, I kind of agree with them a little bit because I think it's it's like one of those things where it's like you this is this is you know you you don't actually you don't have a a hold on on film right like you don't have a hold on on the uh on the industry you're more or less saying like he's gatekeeping cinema yeah exactly like it's like people who are like you know when you're playing music in your own place and a friend comes over and they're like damn you listen to this but yeah don't fuck no don't fuck yourself this is my this is my place I'm allowed to listen to what kind of music I want. Mm-hmm. You know, or you're driving in your car and then like someone's like, oh, can we not listen to this? And it's like, yeah. no, this is my music, my car, uh, my rules, you know? I, I I agree. I mean, that's a perfect analogy, honestly. The whole coming into the car, music, someone's judging your music tastes. It sucks. It sucks when that happens. My, my opinion on the matter is everyone's going to have a different opinion. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For me, I like Martin Scorsese and I like the MCU. Do I agree with Martin Scorsese saying... They're not really cinema. I mean, they are like theme park rides, but they're fucking fun and they're good movies. And the only thing, the only like real problem I have with the MCU as a whole, um, sort of actually take out the first six movies. Like I would say up till Iron Man three, then I feel like everything after Iron Man three had this muted color scheme. And I always hated the coloring in the MCU films. It never seemed vibrant enough for a comic book world. Everything always seemed so muted, which I didn't really particularly like. That would be the only thing that I would say really bothers me about that franchise. The color grading always seemed so off. Like darker, you mean? Yeah, well, yeah, certain things like Age of Ultron is probably one of the uh, best examples of really weird color grading. Everything is so muted. There's no real color. There's no oh, really yeah. look. Very no, true with the that composition, movie, yeah. even in the shots. Nothing's really that great to look at. I mean, I mean, it's all just CGI, really. Yeah. I think that's probably why is it's, there's just so much CGI in that movie that it's like hard to really mm-hmm. express color more. I, I don't know. Well, that shouldn't be an issue. You should still be able to. I mean, even the oh man, I don't want. I do not want to compare these things to the Transformers films, but Michael Bay's Transformers films are, are they really that colorful? They're kind of the same, but they have some more color. The only problem with them is they have like a sepia tone. That fucking weird film. Um, Michael Bay put some weird orange filter over most things. So to be completely honest, it's yeah, not really sure. a good example that I'm rolling with here, but <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's all right. Yeah. I think, um, 
I don't know. The trailer for the next Doctor Strange movie looked good, and I, and I like the colors that were in it. And I'm just hoping that the actual finished film looks like the way the trailer looks, which to me is pretty, like pretty good. It's an improvement from the last few films. Even No Way Home had some better, some better coloring than the other older MCU films. It's just the uh, No Way Home still falls under the problem of some of the shots, some of the cinematography isn't that great. It's very yeah. like the shot where Doc Ock comes out of the smoke. It's not, it's a very bland looking shot. Like it's like, I'm not getting anything from this. It's just cool that I'm seeing Doc Ock again, but the shot and the composition really isn't, it's nothing. It's not visually striking and it's nothing really like, okay, that's it. Okay. It's more like the hype around it. Yeah, that's all. And that's the problem with a lot of it. A lot of it is just the hype around the shots. Oh, wow. Yeah. We get to see these guys again, but it's not really the shot. That's that cool. The shots kind of like, okay, well, it okay. is what well, it you're going to make me hate this movie, so let's move on. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's weird because I love this movie. It's just that I notice like, a bunch of things that I didn't like about it. Yeah, now you're, now you're making me rethink the whole movie, so maybe we should move on. <laughs> oh, got okay. you, got you, got you. Uh, we'll move on. How about, <laughs> how about another movie that you liked from, the, from 2021, man? Um, honestly, the new James Bond movie. Oh, good. I Honestly, I, I got a lot of different opinions. Some people said they hated it. My sister did. She said she thought it was terrible. And I was like, mm, you just have a bad opinion. Um, yes, you're allowed to have an opinion, but it's bad. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was really good. Like they, I thought it, they ended it well. Um, there's obviously going to be another James Bond. So it's not James like... James Bond will return. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they did say that. So, um, But yeah, I, I thought it was great. I liked it a lot. It's crazy. I mean, for sure, out of that in that movie, everyone had to have the same reaction. Spoilers, uh, if no one has seen No Time to Die yet, but we've never seen James Bond die before. We've never seen him. We've seen him have a wife and the wife get murdered in On Her Majesty's Secret Service, that George Lazenby 007 film. But we but this felt more like a, a way more personal film for James Bond. And I understand a lot of the criticism saying it's a slog fest. It's slow. It's meandering. Um, it's dour and it's very depressing at times, but I, I don't know. It still seemed fun to me and it still seemed like an exciting adventure, but I can yeah. understand people saying, Oh, it's a little too, it's not as funny as some people would like, or it wasn't as, there wasn't as much life. It was just seemed too, too, I already said dour, but it's like, that's pretty much the perfect word to describe it. And I see where people are coming from with that, but none of that bothered me. I liked it. No, I'm glad you liked it. Just, I, I, I did too. I thought it was great. Um, you know, I thought it was kind of almost like a perfect little like chef's kiss to the, mm-hmm. the series with Daniel Craig. So it seemed like that's what the majority of the series was with Daniel Craig. So that when I see people complaining about that, yeah, stuff, it doesn't make sense because, well, Casino Royale was this way more realistic take on James Bond. Then you had Quantum of Solace, which I can't remember anything off of right now. So I'm just going to skip this. Then you have Skyfall, where the cinematography is probably the best in any 007 movie ever. And part of that is because of. Well, not part of that. The whole reason is because of Roger Deakins doing the cinematography in Skyfall. But yeah. now these, but like with Daniel Craig, the movies felt more realistic. They felt more like they had personal stakes. They yeah, felt more like they care about slow. the character and person that is James Bond, you know? Facts. 100% agree. I, I, if anything, Skyfall was slow. Like, I, I, if anything, like the series with Daniel Craig was a lot more serious than and slow than other James Bond movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, the other one to Pierce Brosnan. Like, 
You know, it felt like we were taking like, oh god, the Pierce Brosnan movies. Maybe maybe except for Goldeneye. Now I'll include Goldeneye. They're all very they're they're like pulpy like action films. They're big spectacles. Yeah, no exactly. They were like they were like what the MCU is now, almost in a way, you know. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like, I don't think we're ever going to see like Spider Man. <laughs> what is it? Parasailing or parasurfing? Like he had a surfboard <laughs> and a parachute going on a tidal yeah. wave at the end of Die Another Day. Like it was crazy. Yeah, when he's like, skiing down a mountain on uh, and shooting people. Yeah, and, there's a uh, lot of like wacky it? stuff in those movies, but yeah. those such a different beast than what we've got with the Daniel Craig movies. And I, and I always liked what we got. Like, I love Casino Royale. It's one of my favorite James Bond movies. My personal favorite is Skyfall. So it is what it is. I like Skyfall. Then it goes Casino Royale. Then No Time to Die, which is weird. My top three is pretty much Daniel Craig. Really? Wow. Well, yeah. it's weird. I grew up with Pierce Brosnan. So you'd think Pierce Brosnan would be in there. And Goldeneye is great. And I also, when I was a kid, loved Die Another Day. But that was definitely more for Halle Berry than it was for Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I think everyone likes Die Another Day just for Halle Berry. Yeah. It's like my dad's like favorite movie, I think. It's just because of that scene. She's the... Re- yes. Yes. <laughs> we don't even need to say the scene. I know the scene you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I went to go see it with my dad in the theater when it came out. Oh, my God. And, uh, and I think my dad likes... My, my dad still talks that about that movie today what year was that how old were you when you saw die another day uh, oh well my dad took me to a movie a, a lot when i was a kid. just just you know that's how see can we do a quick google search do a quick google search when did die another day come out i want to hear your guest though 2002 first. okay 2002 <laughs> yeah. Die another day well it's 2002 did you look that up yeah i just did oh well that wasn't even a guess oh no <laughs> Oh, you wanted me to guess. Oh, okay. well, that's what I, I said. Make a guess. <laughs> I was like full for full focusing on Went right into it. <laughs> I was like, was not listening to what you were saying. I was like, oh, doodle this. <laughs> fair, fair enough, man. No, no worries. Um, yeah. it's a great guess, though. <laughs> surprisingly, uh, for no time to die, I'm going to be releasing a top ten, probably not even a top ten, probably like a top twenty-five, top thirty list on the Danter Booth podcast next week going to be breaking down my favorite films of 2021 and no time to die did not crack the top 10 but it is in the top 30 films i watched last year so there is how many movies did you watch last year Hmm? how many movies did you watch last year the goal was to watch 100 films that were released in 2021 and i watched Mm -hmm. 90 films so i was 10 jeez damn that's a lot yeah I, I was actually disappointed. I really wanted to get those final 10 movies in at some point, but I had a lot of personal stuff going on at the end of December and I uh, didn't have the time, but my fault, a lot, all that is my fault that I didn't make the time and uh, fucked up a lot in the end of December. So that's on me, but whatever. Right. It, I was close enough and I'm happy that I saw 90 films because it's better than 2020 when I only saw 50. So it's 40 more than last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hey, you, you did, you did enough. Yeah, that's all I can say. It's hard to see all these movies. Like most of them are like Netflix streaming films, and like I wanted to watch more of like the Oscar contenders. So, but it's yeah. it's hard because like not you can't rent a lot of them. Like Licorice Pizza is not available like anywhere, and that was one that I was I was I sought after a lot. Couldn't find it anywhere though, so didn't wasn't able to. Um, the tragedy Didn't of Macbeth just was come out comes then? out next week, so I I wasn't able to watch that in 2021. That comes out next week, so thank God I have Apple TV Plus because. Yeah. 
That's good too. What about uh, what about shows? Did you watch a lot of shows? Oh, I did actually. You know what? This is a good. Hey, thank you for asking, man. I did watch some good shows, and I did put out my top ten list for the best shows I watched in twenty twenty one. It's on my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Crawford three. That's Zach with a CK, by the way. Just in case anyone listening didn't know that, but most people listening know who I am. So, <laughs> yeah, what did you? Um... Oh, I'm going to go into uh, it. Oh right yeah, now. I didn't know. I didn't pull it up yeah. right here. Okay, I got it. I got it too. All right, so I'm just going to break it down then. So number ten, I had what we do in the shadows. That show, it's filmed in Toronto. It's got Matt Barry. Uh, I don't know anybody else's name, but Matt Barry is fantastic in that movie. Uh, sorry, show. Uh, Vampires based on the movie What We Do in the Shadows, which I believe is still on Netflix. And if you want to watch this show, just go on FX On Demand. If you're in Canada, you'll be able to find it through there. If you're in America, Hulu will have it. Uh, it's a great show. It's hilarious. Mark Hamill and Matt Barry have my favorite scene uh, probably of the Hamill, entire year. Because it was so fucking funny, and I won't get into it because I hope um, I hope everybody checks it out. It was hilarious. Just when they first see one another, they're old rivals, and it's so fucking funny. It, it, it came in at my number ten. I'll check it out. Number nine, WandaVision. Easy, just loved it. Scarlet Witch. Finally, she's here. Chaos Magic. Agatha Harkness. It was Agatha all along. White Vision. <clears throat> Who the ship of Theseus. There we go. That's all I need to say. Everything was good. Throwback nice. to all different it. decades of TV. So, I like how much to hate. <laughs> I know you'll like this next one. At number eight, season eight and the final season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Aside yeah. from a very clunky season yeah. premiere, the rest of that season was amazing, and it felt like Brooklyn Nine Nine went out on a really high note with the final heist. Yeah, the the final episode was really good. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Although, still, really dumb for some reason that they don't end the show on season nine, episode mm. nine. Yep. Just like it's right there, right there. Do nine episodes. They gotta yeah. have their. They gotta have you know most shows come back for revivals. Maybe we'll wait nine years. They'll come back for a ninth season that has nine episodes. Triple yeah. nine. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. I think you should leave. Comes in at number seven. I did not watch this show when the first season came out. So I watched every all of it this year. And hands down, one of the funniest sketches I've ever seen is the one with the hat. The shitty fedora that, <laughs> yeah. that he wears. In okay. that one bit, it is so good when they're in the when they're in the court and they're reading the text messages, and he has Dude, to listen so to how good. everybody talks shit about him. It was amazing. I was. Dude, tears, I don't know how you tears. didn't watch that show earlier. It's so good. The I don't know how I did the newer sketch, the season two, wasn't as good as season one, but season one is just so good. There's just so many. The nachos bit is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I can could you, not. I'm, can oh, you tell it's just her? the hat one for can me. You tell when her it comes to... to any bit uh, in that show, the hat one was my personal favorite. Yeah, the nachos one is one of mine. It's like when he's like, "Can you tell her to not?" She's getting too much. Uh, I'm just left with chips. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's the so fact good. That these were the fact that the majority of those scripts, the, those sketches, were rejected from SNL. Is blasphemy, blasphemy. Dude, I just hiccuped. I, Jesus. 
Especially the the hat one. Right. Especially the hat one. Like how that is just genius. Like he's like how could they had- how could they have denied all those like <laughs> SNL would actually be hilarious. And it is funny. It's one of the I actually do love watching SNL. So no hate to SNL. I do think it's funny, especially this new season, but man, the missed opportunities with this guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, and, and shout out to Celestium on uh uh SNL. She's a, a friend of mine. Uh, she's one of the writers on SNL right now. So whoa, 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 whoa! You know somebody on SNL? My yeah. God, this is amazing. Well, the, she's a she's a writer. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say not going to sit here and say that we're best friends. Uh, but, <laughs> we go get yeah. many petties every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, you know, like, um, yeah, I'd say like we were like we're friends. I, I would say, but uh, yeah, we're like she's great. Um, always been really funny. Um, she's a writer on, uh, on SNL. Um, yeah, there was a big, uh, story in the globe about her when, uh, when she got selected. So yeah, good for her. She's doing a great job. That's amazing. I'm send me that, send me that thing. And I'm, I'm, I wonder what sketches she's wrote this season that I, that I probably watched because yeah, I've this known season has been better than like, a, like last season and the season before that, like this season, in my opinion, has been the funniest SNL has been in years. Probably because they yeah. ditched doing so many political ones, and the yeah, political exactly. sketches were never that funny. Yeah, well, I, I think they were at the start, and then they just they just kept doing it, and then it's like, all right. Yeah, it just um, got to be too much. Like, it was like, okay, you've driven home the point enough times. We get it. <laughs> yeah, you're not just beating the dead horse. You're just you're burying it right now. And you're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that horse is dead. It's chopped up. It's blended. You've drank its blood. You spit it back out. You shit on it. You've buried it three times. You shot over. It. You burned it alive. Like you cooked it, <laughs> ate it, shit it back out. Like, okay, it's done. It's done. Yeah. It's done. You don't need any more. Yeah. But it's yeah. Crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, but I don't know how they didn't make SNL because some of those are just hysterical. My still one of my favorites is like the hot dog bit, which is just so good. Like, it's just, I, I, it's just not. It's not funny. If like you were to to like explain it to somebody, people would be like, "What are you talking about?" But just like watching it is just so, it's just so perfect. The the one from this season, the, the well, the group of guys that I I've loved watching this season, the Please Don't Destroy group. Every week, these guys have not missed. Every episode, <laughs> they've had a banger uh, sketch. The my favorite one though is the one they had Rami Malek come in to host SNL. And he did the sketch with Please Don't Destroy where he wanted a treat. And so he said, oh, I've been a good, I've been a good boy. Some say I deserve a treat. Hmm. And then they're like, well, here, here you go. Here's a mouse pad. And it's like, no, I want, I want another treat. And then they don't give it to him. So he starts trashing their office. I guess <laughs> yeah. act bad. And he just starts throwing <laughs> garbage to the floor, breaking their stuff. Yeah. That one had me going. I, I that was personal favorite sketch of the season. <laughs> all right yeah but those uh what's it called the uh yeah but the definitely watch definitely watch that show it's it's the the newer the definitely start on the old season first obviously but so good it feels like it's one of the um oh yeah we're ta- still talking about i think you should leave i was about to say yeah. something about snl but we'll just yeah. get past this all right number six we're close to the top five uh, last year, it was my number one show of the year. The second season was great. Not as good as the first, but Dave season two comes in at number six. I like Dave. I think it's a great show. Not as good as the yeah. first season, but still funny. Agreed. Agreed. So funny. Um, 
but uh, yeah, and I thought that they kind of like touched on a few good things that here and there, but definitely not as funny as Percy's. Well, I liked the dynamic between, uh, they explored a lot more of the dynamic between him and Gaeta and uh, yeah. sharing the spotlight and him and Dave being less, less obsessed with himself and more, uh, more showing more gratitude and appreciation for those around him. It was a good story. It was a good, um, his character arc throughout the season was good. I liked the episode where he goes into the, <laughs> um, the sensory deprivation tank. Uh, yeah. He imagines himself as a bald baby. Has, like, uh, yeah. a perfect song. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a really good. It's a really good season. I thought even the cinematography was great. The writing seemed great. The only thing I thought was lacking was I felt like I didn't get to see enough of my favorite characters. Felt like we only saw Andrew Santino's character and Little Dicky and Gata a lot. We didn't really see Taco. Um, sorry, it's not his name in the show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm saying their actors' names. I'm not even saying their character names. Um, yeah, we didn't I... see his best friend a lot. The one he went to this, um, the camp with. I'm forgetting his name, though. Damn. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But anyways, felt like we didn't see enough of that guy. And he was always one of my favorites uh, in the first yeah. season. And at least in season two, they get that bar mitzvah episode where uh, they fuck shit up at a kid's bar mitzvah, which was a highlight. Definitely great. Yeah. Um, and his girlfriend comes back. Yes, I'm so glad they brought back Allie. Um, man, the way that they do that, the, the way that they weaved the relationship storyline in the first season, the tragedy, the, um, the choosing your dreams over being with the love of your life, it's such a, it's such a hard choice. Yeah. Um, unimaginable if you're actually in that, in that position to have to oh. choose. Like, do you want this once-in-a-lifetime love? Maybe, maybe once-in-a-lifetime love. Or do you pursue your dreams? And Dave did what I'm sure most people would do. And it's, you know what? I'm, you're going to pursue your dreams. You're going to think of yourself before, you know, you're going to put yourself above others. And yeah, it looks like it's, it's worked be, out. I mean, the second season, selfish. we see more of him building up his career and going and doing all these things, award shows, music videos, award, uh, more award shows at the end. I just realized it started with an award show, ended with an award show. Good symmetry. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Definitely. All right. Now we're in the top five. Loki at number five. Good show. I, best, best Marvel TV show on Disney Plus for sure. Oh, yeah. So good. By a mile. <laughs> so good. Just every, uh, Owen, uh, pitching Owen Wilson to be in that show. Uh, I, I thought that was the best acting he's ever done, to be honest. Best. Well, I won't go too far, but it was just good to see Owen Wilson again in something. Yeah. And him playing oh, Mobius against Tom Hiddleston's Loki was great. Seeing yeah. their, their friendship, their bromance, per se. Uh, blossom yeah. and right in front of our eyes it was beautiful oh so good loved it and also it was kind of our first taste of the multiverse with yeah. the classic loki played by richard grant which was a fucking highlight that anytime i could see richard grant on screen it's so hard to see him and not put not have a smile on your face that guy always yeah. looks like he's having so much fun with an whatever alligator later and uh, an alligator loki oh alligator loki and then yeah. kid Loki. And then what was the boastful Loki? That was the other guy, yeah. the, the bald one. Yeah. Oh, dear Loki is my favorite. Jonathan Majors making his introduction as Kang the Conqueror, or as he's named in the last episode, He Who Remains. Perfect. Yeah. I thought his performance was great. And if I were to give somebody an Oscar, well, I guess an Emmy. If I were to nominate someone for an Emmy, I would say give someone an Oscar for a TV performance, but they haven't, they have that. It's called the Emmys. Yeah. I would think Jonathan Majors would be 
in contention for some sort of supporting or no guest actor in a television show role, because I just thought he knocked out of the park introducing Kang and bringing the way that he did it. This the, the this variant of him, because clearly yeah. we're never going to see this version of him again because he gets, you know, killed off right at the very end by Sylvie. Spoilers. <laughs> Dude, that's been over six months. If you haven't seen it by now. My, there's no spoiler alert anymore. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of Sixth Sense. We're not doing spoiler alerts for that anymore. Honestly, honestly, I never saw the movie. And then somebody told me that randomly one time. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know how I, was I had so it mad. for me? Uh, how? The, do you remember the Jizz My Pants song from The Lonely <laughs> Island? Yeah. That was how. I ne- I'd never seen The Sixth Sense at that point. But Andy Samberg has that one line. <laughs> <laughs> when Bruce Willis was dead at the end of Sixth Sense, I jizzed in my pants. Like, oh, I didn't even know. Didn't know the movie. Honestly, that, that never. That, I remember that song, but I don't. That never like, you know, hit me. So, yeah. But I'm, really I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of uh, this next show. By the way, though. This next. Oh, you're looking at the list, my man. Uh, oh, oh, I'm glad. I already had it up. I already had it up. That's nice. Ted Lasso. That was your favorite last year when we talked about best TV shows. Oh, so good. It's just it so was... just it is. So, it's just and then some people hate it because it's like, oh, it's not a comedy. It's not really supposed to be a comedy, people. It's supposed to be a drama comedy. It's everything. It's so good. It's so well acted. Oh, so good. Look at what happens in life when you believe when you when you have a positive attitude. And when you uh, believe in other people and help them out, help them become better versions of themselves. It's such a good show with an uplifting message. It's so hard to hate it. And it's really well done. The production value is great. Every fucking person that acts in that show is at a 10 and they're hitting it out of the park. Oh, I know. It's so good. Everything. You just love all the characters. You don't really, except for, um, first ever Jamie's dad. It's the only person I, Oh, Jamie's dad's a piece of fucking shit. Yeah, I hate him. Yeah, he's the worst. Um, but yeah, unbelievable show. Season season two was season two is great. You know, it's really hard. I think, um, like we've talked about already, like previously for like you know four of the like you know a few of these shows already. Season two is very hard to do, but yeah. they. They did. They did it. They did a great job. The fact that it wasn't number one on my list is a testament to the next three shows that I liked. Uh, but Ted Lasso, when we talked about this last year, and you were telling me how amazing it was, I had only watched the first two episodes at that point, so I had no yeah. idea. Oh. And now this year, I watched both seasons. I, I rewatched the first two episodes, and I watched both seasons after the second season had aired. But I was able to avoid all the spoilers, so nothing really was ruined for me there's not really there's not really big events anyways that happen in the show that would count as like a big spoiler anyways nothing's gonna yeah. get ruined for you if you knew a, a plot point it's a very it's a show about these characters yeah so good highlight of the Definitely second watch. season i loved the christmas episode i just want to say that that was beautiful oh beautiful the way he changed um rebecca the i oh. love that the fact that their relationship is like they're friends in the second season and they care oh, for one so another good. My favorite is when um, he takes uh, oh, I forget his name. Uh, he's the cha- he's the football captain now that uh, he's the captain now. Um, 
big guy. You know, I forget his name in the show, but he's the really captain, like ca- captain of the football team. Yeah, he's the captain. It's not um, Jamie. It's not. Isn't it's, was it Sam? No, he's the bigger guy, like big, strong guy. Oh, oh and, I can't remember his name. Okay, I know. Yeah, I definitely I know. know. When, when he took him to that, took oh, him to that yeah. one football field underneath, like the the overpass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I know which one you're talking about. <clears throat> that was a good scene. I love that, that, that. I love that episode. Yeah, well, it was a great way to like have him find his way again. You know, he's in a bit of a slump, yeah. and they were just like, "Well, you know what? They get you to come back and start playing football." Like you, you got to remember why you became a pro in the first place. Exactly. It's yeah, be- a beautiful reminder, if you will, yeah, to love the game. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I loved loved Brett Goldstein's performance as Roy Kent. Oh, he's so good. What a what a well-deserved Emmy win he had for supporting actor in a comedy series. Oh, um exactly. you're watching that show, you believe every word of Roy Kent. Roy Kent, it's it's I'm glad that it's one of those characters where he's not just playing a version of himself. He's nothing like that guy. And it's wonderful because you can actually see how good of an actor he is. That he's that he makes you believe that he is that person. Yeah, he's like uh what's her name? Uh the woman who plays Rosa in um Brooklyn Nine Nine. Just like Stephanie complete, uh, yeah, she's a really good actress. Um, but she's yeah. nothing like Rosa in Brooklyn. Exactly. I mean, so point. it's like, yeah. So they're very, very similar kind of. But yeah, they're very similar actually, like super similar in the sense of mm-hmm. how how they are as people and then how 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 they play a character. So good. When I hear her talk in like interviews, you're you're just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. This is not <laughs> at all. Kind of like hits you in the face. You're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it is one of those ones where it hits you in the face because you're just like, this is insane. I did not think you sounded like this. I thought you were just Rosa Diaz. And then she yeah, comes exactly. in, her voice is like much higher in real life. And she has a much yeah. more like, I would say a much more, um, oh, what's the word? Not quirky? Because I would hate yeah. fucking, it's not really quirky, Yeah, we should go with that a little bit. But yeah, yeah I know a quirky personality. She's definitely, she's got so much going on. She seems just like, she seems like someone you'd love to party with. Yeah, exactly. Or just have as a friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Now, now that we've obsessed over Ted Lasso for a bit, well-deserved, I want to move on. Invincible at number three. Oh, so did you told me about this show. Yeah, it was so, oh my God. It was such a good throwback to like the animation style of, uh, I will, I, I would liken it to the 90s Spider-Man, maybe the 90s X-Men uh, TV shows. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that type of animation. And the show just knocks you out with a great, great father and son story. Even when you find out that the father, spoiler alert, is a homicidal, tyrannical fucking maniac that is there on earth to conquer it. <laughs> not to save it, not to be the Superman. He's there to conquer earth. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it's... Um... Mike, did you watch the show? Yeah, of course. Okay, I thought for a second you didn't, and that's why you got like so soft spoken there because you're like, "Oh, he just spoiled that for me." No, no, I was just, I was just, just trying to think of uh, a part of the show that I really liked. I don't know. It's just, just so well done. Like everything was, it was just uh, like Chris. I think no, not you told me about it. I think Chris told me about it. Christopheratus. I think we talked about it briefly on the episode where all three of us were on when we did the Marvel spectacular. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that. I think 
I, yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah, very good show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really not much else to say. I mean, animation style is great, reminiscing, very nostalgic for it. It works for the story. It's obviously pretty much an exact adaption of the comic book, which I've never read, so I'm not going to speak on to how well it's an adaption of it. I've just seen the show, and I'm going to keep it that way until the show's over, and then maybe I'll read the comics. Yeah. Okay, also, I want to, before you move, before we move on, um, I also am surprised you don't have sex education in this in this list. Um, yeah, I'm Did sure I have somebody, watch? if they're listening to it right now, they watched it, they loved it, they tried to get me to watch it, and I just didn't watch it. I'm lazy, and I just oh, never got it's around so to good. it. It's so good. It's so good. As a 27-year-old guy, this show was great. I don't know what I'm telling you. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's good. I was just like, I, I, I got the same review. Someone was like, you should watch this show. It's really good. And I was like, all right. And then I watched it and I was like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. I mean, I should check it out. I mean, I saw bits and pieces from season three um, while the person I live with was watching it, but we, um, I just never, I, I, I wasn't going to watch any of season three if I hadn't watched any of season one and two. So yeah. All right. Well, you should watch it. Recommend. I will put it on the list. I'm watching yeah. The Witcher right now, so I'm uh, once I'm done that. Oh, yeah. I, have, I have not watched that either, so I need to watch that. Oh, man. Second season uh, is like uh, heard, a vast improvement on the first, but it's a very good, uh, still a very good show. And Henry Cavill, well, I have, I have some thoughts on that, but I'll hold that till after we're done this segment. Okay. Okay. Well, I also haven't seen this. So maybe don't spoil it for me. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I just wanted to, I have one thought on Henry Cavill that I'll get into afterwards. Okay. All right. Number two. Midnight Mass, Netflix. It's on Netflix. Check it out. If you have not watched Midnight Mass, watch Midnight Mass. It's on the list for me. Mike Flanagan, if you watched The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor, um, uh, Hush on Netflix, as well as Dr. Sleep, which was the sequel to The Shining. Um, He's basically probably one of the best directors working in the horror space right now, aside from like Jordan Peele, I would say. Both of them seem to be just be knocking out of the park. And Midnight Mass is one of the best things I've ever seen. The way that it, the way that it shows religion and it perfectly explains without really talking down about anybody's particular religion and brings forth this diverse cast of characters that believe in different things. My, the the highlight being the sheriff and the and him being a Muslim. And I, I didn't know anything about the Quran when before the show, but now him explaining it throughout the show and explaining what it is to be like a Muslim and his faith and all that. It was it was just a wonderful way. To illustrate the different the different um, areas of religion, but also it's a great it's also an amazing show about the fanaticism that can get attached to religion sometimes and the church and whatnot. I mean that's what the show is really about. It's about these people believing in something and believing in it so hard, thinking it's one thing when it's actually something else. But it's they're letting their belief, thinking it's a good thing, cloud their judgment over everything else. And I'm I'm really dancing around it. If I if if I was trying to spoil it. I'd be able to explain everything a lot better. So I apologize if someone had watched it and I'm doing a bad job. I'm just trying to avoid spoilers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I've not watched it. So you did your job. Great show. One of the best um, friend of mine, her name's Karina. She said she watched it, but she didn't like the last episode. Uh, I disagree. I thought the last episode was great. Yeah. Karina. I can't, obviously we can't get into the specifics. <laughs> Okay, well, number true. one, I feel like is a show not a lot of people have seen. Mike, have you seen number one? 
Um, no, I have not. Okay. So if anyone here has an HBO subscription or a, a Crave, if you live in Canada, I highly recommend checking out The White Lotus, my favorite TV show of the year. Uh, man, do you remember the guy that, that actually was Ned Schneebly in School of Rock? Ned Schneebly in School of Rock, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not Jack Black who took over him, the, yeah, the guy yeah, that yeah. actually was Ned. The real Ned Schneebly, please stand up. He yep. wrote this show. That guy really? wrote this show. And it's basically like a look at wealth and privilege. They're on a resort in Hawaii called the White Lotus. And it has, just to make sure I'm getting the actor's name correct, the, the best performance of the year for me personally comes from the White Lotus. It's Armand, the character of Armand, the resort manager in the show, played by Murray Bartlett. He's a, um, a gay actor. Phenomenal performance that he puts forth as Armand and his struggles with addiction, you know? How, how okay. does someone that has to do stress all day long and deal with these rich snobs, you know, he has a vice, he has a drug addiction, and he, he shows some weakness. And in the show, they plop this bag full of drugs in front of him. He fi like someone finds it on the beach and then it makes, it his way to, makes its way to his office. And it's, we get to see him struggle with addiction and struggle with the stress and anxiety of working at this job and dealing with people that don't give a shit about you and just use you and don't care about your feelings. And, you know, if you're having a bad day, it doesn't matter to them. You know, it was such a wonderful look at this. It's, it's amazing because none of the characters, except for maybe the resort staff, definitely Belinda and Armand are probably the only two characters that are actually good people in the show. Everybody else is like despicable, rich snobs. One guy is constantly harping on Armand the whole show because he didn't get the one, like the hot, the presidential suite at this resort because it was double booked. And he was so pissed off. Damn. He wasn't enjoying his own honeymoon. And it ends up almost destroying his marriage because he couldn't just, ex he couldn't just enjoy the amazing room he had. He needed something better. And it was just so, it was such an entertaining show. It's a murder mystery. It's got amazing comedy in it. Um, a great look right. at wealth and privilege just to narrow it all down. It's, it's a great show. And I wish more people would check it out. Nice. Well, maybe I'll check it out now. You gave us a great review. I did not think we were going to get into the best TV shows. I'm glad you asked me that. And I yeah. just took up probably 40 minutes just talking yeah, that was about good. that shit. I agree. I, I thought it was a good... I, I, I literally said it to myself about like halfway through. I was like, mm, this is probably a good topic that we brought up. Dude, good I didn't think I was going to go off. I mean, that's the reason why I put it out on social media because I'm like, oh, I probably won't talk about TV shows on the, the podcast. You made me realize it doesn't matter. I should just talk whatever I want. Yeah, we can talk about whatever we want. It's your, it's your podcast, Zach. <laughs> I know it's felt You're on it too. It's You're on it too right now. It's ours now, baby. You're on it right now. <laughs> oh, look it's at that. both of us together. <laughs> what yeah, was your favorite, uh, um, favorite TV shows of the year, though? What? Um, oh, so many good ones. Um, sex Agitation was really good. Um, Oh, I just it's just so good just so many good character developments you know it's um for me like that was like one of the big uh um you know one of the main things that i liked about that show um oh what else um i really enjoyed uh seinfeld um <laughs> again <laughs> even though it's uh i don't know it's good um oh final space oh I love Final Space. Um, 
that's also a really good show uh if no one's ever seen it it's like a it's like a cartoon kind of style show it's kind of like invincible a little bit mm-hmm. um, i like final space of, good show yeah good show um really um obviously like other than the ones that like we mentioned um you know not a lot of uh newer tv shows that i was like you know that that really struck me this year um, you were given like an abundance of choice this year but yeah i agree yeah. I, I didn't want to check out everything it felt like we almost had too much uh, in yeah. a way felt like there was always like a new tv show on a new streamer there was a ton of content to get through this year and it was almost it's impossible to get through it all so yeah well i just if you should say that um uh i just you could say hawkeye was cool. last year so I, I enjoyed hawkeye a lot hawkeye yes oh and you and me both agree Haley steinfeld amazing oh amazing pretty yeah. sure she's both of our celebrity crushes or am i am i wrong in saying no you're wrong i'm not I'm gonna wrong. i'm not gonna put that out there not gonna put that out there no <laughs> this is for me um <laughs> yeah no you know she's in case she's listening you know i don't want to i don't want to creep her oh uh, then, oh then geez i better make sure i put a marker here i'm gonna cut that out man <laughs> <laughs> no no it's okay no i'm kidding um no it's uh it's anna kendrick yeah, she doesn't do TV. She does movies. Fuck, I knew Anna Kendrick. I knew that. Because of Love Life and a bunch. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh, that show is so good. Uh, oh, but I didn't man. watch it this year. I watched it last year. Man, um, I, hate, I hate when you know. Oh, man. I hate when it happens when you know something about somebody and yeah. your dream, your brain's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to forget this and ask a dumb question. And then you, then they say it and you're like, fuck, I knew that. I feel like it happens to me a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But that's okay. What a that's also a great show by the way. Love Life with Anna Kendrick, super good. Mm-hmm. And they had the second season with uh, William Jackson Har- Harper. Um, that was only six episodes compared to what? Anna Kendrick. I think she had like ten. I didn't. I didn't know that they made a second season. Oh yeah, apparently they're gonna do because uh-huh. they're gonna do like a whole anthology thing where a new person every season is gonna try and find love. Oh, interesting. Nice. I, I like that. It's definitely a way to keep it going because nice. Yeah, Kendrick's I like that storyline did. I mean, it ends at the end of the first season. She finds love. Hell yeah. Actually, and no, I, I didn't like Dandy, no. She comes show, back in the second me. season. It's not with me, yeah. <laughs> she should, the third season should be about me finding love. <laughs> Let's get me on the... Let's get the, Michael Bannock the, the, on the fucking <laughs> Love Life show. Let's get him on. Let's write the scripts right now. Let's do it up. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll get all the boys. We'll, make, we'll write some good shows, yeah. <laughs> yeah look at all the boys you me chris the yeah. other uh what, chris what, what did, no, what did everyone what did everyone the show yeah is that we did hamish what did everyone what did oh. the whole list yeah what did hamish the whole list the of way all... he's working on sets all the time yeah exactly there we go and get chris cushion yeah. here get cushion here we'll get yeah, we'll a whole production course. team yeah exactly we'll have a whole production team we'll make the show We'll just reunite everybody that we went to school with. Like everybody from Centennial, if you're listening, let's do this. Yeah, let's make Mike's show. love life. Show. <laughs> yeah, and then have me die at the very end. <laughs> Spoiler. Fucking morbid. We're not gonna have you die. Maybe yeah, we're not gonna have you die my, my, alone at least. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. Oh, that's good. If you, you die know. in our show, we're gonna make sure you die with holding the hand of someone you love. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, exactly. Mm. That's true. <laughs> yeah, my heart just give out in the final season. That'll that'll be the ending. Spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> he finally finds love, but it's too much. It's too much. 
the excitement of it just fucking explodes your heart. Yeah, exactly. Is that too real? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's why I haven't found love. (laughs) Don't say that. You're going to find love and you are loved. Oh, God. That's just getting way too dark. (laughs) We need to move on. We need to move on from this topic. So you know what? Let's just do a switcheroo. Let's spin the wheel here. What topic do we land on? Oh, don't look up on Netflix. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should definitely talk about this. Um, A lot of discourse surrounding this movie. People saying it it hits the message too hard. It's like beating a dead horse by the end of it. No, no, Um, no, no. It's not. It's it's fine. I think it's good. It's 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 realness. It's realness. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet is sick in it. Dude. Fuck yes. (laughs) Fuck yes, man. Not enough people. I totally agree with you. Timothy Chalamet was fantastic. Yeah. I always love it. I always love how he just plays like random people in, in, in movies and TV shows and and whatever, but oh so good. Yeah, yeah I like that I he, he pops up and then he just sparks up a romance with Jennifer Lawrence right at the end of the world. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so like he's honestly has some of the best parts yeah. in it, especially at the end when he randomly starts doing the um like a, <laughs> a, a <laughs> <laughs> he starts doing the toast like he starts just goes into all this religion stuff right at the end you're like oh he's he's, he's catholic this whole time yeah my favorite was when uh he like comes in to like meet his wife and he's like and he's like uh i'm uh fire pruma 321 on twitch do you game <laughs> out of nowhere like makes no sense so good i heard he like improvised all his lines <laughs> i like the i like when he's in the back of um oh my god i'm i'm hey hey uh dr mindy can i be vulnerable in the back of your car please <laughs> yeah so i like that little line i was like oh my god i fucking feel that <laughs> yeah no can i be real for a second yeah <laughs> dude call back to earlier on in the episode when you were talking about people coming in with different music tastes in your car and complaining that's how we all should react just like hopefully we're allowed to be vulnerable in our own cars and play uh, yeah our own music. exactly <laughs> that's yeah uh, uh <laughs> yeah he so was great. great um how what'd you think of jonah hill oh i thought he was i thought he played like the whole like um like you know junior like uh trump jr kind of whole whole vibe uh like he i, I thought he killed that <laughs> yeah uh, a, chi- a child of nepotism <laughs> yeah God, exactly. he's the fucking chief of staff yeah, I like what are you, Jennifer son? Lawrence. Yeah. Who the fuck are I'm you? Aren't, aren't you a son? I'm the fucking <laughs> chief of staff, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you want to come and then he closes the door. Yeah, oh, so good. Yeah, okay, you definitely gotta watch. I just if you, it's almost like one big SNL stat skit. Mm-hmm. I would say like it's it's really good. Like it, it's it kind of kind like it um it kind of like sends a message to like the world and it's like. And, it, and it, it's accurate. It's very accurate of like how, and it's like, it's kind of fucked up. Like, cause you're like, this is accurate. This is how the end of the world would happen because. Yeah. How, I mean, like, um, I, I mean, I agree. The only thing like for me, it's not like one, it's not in my top 10. I don't even think it's in my top 30 list, which no. is in flux at the moment until that episode gets released next week. Um, I, I liked the movie, but I do see the flaws that some people have pointed out. Um, personally, I thought the editing was fucking wild and it never made sense why they were doing certain cuts at certain times um the cinematography felt like it was definitely trying to be like the office and then at certain points it would just stop being like that 
and yeah. then like a movie, then it would go back to being like a documentary. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I don't. Mm, it was all over the place. I see but... what you're trying to do, but it's not really working because you're not fully committing to the thing. Like it feels like it tried to be, um, it tried to be Veep or In the Loop. If you like, In the Loop would be a way better example. It felt like it really tried to be In the Loop, but then just didn't really commit enough to that to that format. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, which, by the way, that is a good movie. In the Loop is fantastic. If no one's ever heard of it, Peter Capaldi is fantastic in there. Probably seen like some of the shit went viral. Some scenes from that movie with him cussing out generals and people in the government. It's really funny. I'd suggest looking up and if it's available to stream, which I don't know, but definitely look into that. People listening. There you go. Okay. All right. I'll check you that. Everything. But like, everything don't look up, man. It was great. I'm. Oh yeah. I, I agree. Dylan Trump was good. Uh, what do uh, you think of the song though? I'm um, the song at the end with Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi. Oh, dude, Tutti! I like everything with Tutti in it. He's the best. Um, you like everything with Kid Cudi in it? All right, I got the ultimate question for you. Your opinion on Need for Speed? Hell yeah! Why not? I gotta agree with you. I gotta agree with you. People, what do you mean? people don't like that dude. movie. That's what I'm. That's a guilty pleasure movie for me. I got shit on Blu-ray. <laughs> I like popping that shit in and watching it every once in a while. I don't give a yeah. shit how ridiculous it is or bad it is. I have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so many that it's actually like the whole Martin Scorsese thing where it's like everything needs to be like, you know, what's that thing? Letterbox or whatever it's called. Subtext, you know, it needs, everything like needs le- to be oozing. You know, Letterbox, that app that's like where you can like review movies. Oh, some of those fucking reviews are so pretentious and self-righteous well, exactly. and morally like, superior. That's, that's the thing that's ruining film nowadays. It's not, it's not superhero movies. It's people gatekeeping film. Yep. You hit the nail on the head. It's too much like everybody can have an opinion. Like, I mean, obviously, there's going to be some people that understand it more. It's like it's like when people review food. Not everybody can cook, but everyone can comment on what good food is to them. Yeah, like, my dad didn't go to chef school, but he can still make a hell of a good chicken Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. So even <laughs> yeah. if you like even if you're in the film industry, you understand more of the technical aspects. Like we went through film like broadcasting at Centennial and we're not going to pretend we're experts here. We're still probably no. two jamokes talking about fucking movies still. Like, we're, we're still more of fans than we are looking at things. I mean, for me, I do look at it more from technical aspects. And I like looking at the writing and how good the writing is in it. Yeah, of course. And the story. Obviously, I like that there's a... For me, what's important is that there's got to be like a heart or an emotional through line in a film for me to be really attached to it. If there's not, then yeah. I'm detached and I don't like it that much. Like there's a few movies that came out last year that people are talking. I'm, I'm talking so fast, but... They're, they're saying it's like the best movie of the year. So many of those that are Oscar contenders. And I watched a few of them and my, and I left just feeling emotionally absent. Like, Oh, that's a really good film. Cinematography is good and all that, but I didn't feel anything for these characters. I, I couldn't, didn't connect with anyone. I understood what was happening in the movie, but there was just no emotional connection in a lot of films. Um, the power of the dog being probably the biggest example of a movie for me where People have been raving about it, and it just didn't. It didn't work for me. Just didn't. I didn't connect. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's it, it's it's been good. You know, like I I know what to say. You know, I did kind I of think, rant there, so I understand. Yeah. Um. You know, I think yeah, it's. I, I think as long as I enjoy a movie, I think that's all that really matters. As long as you enjoy it. 
Yeah. I think that's, at the end of the day, that's what all that should matter. Like, did you like the movie? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, yeah. like for me, I want to use the critical thinking skills. I'm, I'm thinking, well, what did I like about the movie? What really yeah. interested about them? What really okay. about it? This is, this is my point exactly right here. Look at this. Die Another Day. Oh. IMBD, 6 out of 10. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, 56%. Letterbox, 2.5, 2.4 out of 5. Two out of five for Die Another Day? Are you kidding me? That's pretty close to what the reviews were, though. I mean, a 56 and a 6 out of 10 is so close to a 2.5 because that's just a 5 no, out of 10, no. more or less, or a 50% out of 100. So it's so close. No, to the no, no. Yeah. This is exactly. Die Another Day is good. Everyone, you can watch that movie and be like, yep, this is a James Bond movie with Halle Berry and Pierce Brosnan. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Come on, everyone's just so pretentious. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies on Rotten Tomatoes that don't deserve to be fresh, and there's a lot of movies on there that deserve that uh, that don't deserve what they 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 are given. All right, except for Die Another Day. Name a movie that's run on Rotten Tomatoes that you believe shouldn't be run. Um. Oh, that's tough. I got um, one. But I'm waiting until you get one. Okay, you, you say yours. I'm gonna. I'm gonna oh, mine's go. easy. Without a paddle is one of my top five favorite films. I love that movie. It's got a 27 percent on Tomatoes. I get it. There are shots where there are crew members crawling on the ground in the background. Do you think I give a shit while I'm watching that movie that I can see people that are making the movie while I'm watching the movie? No, I love that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. What about? Uh, oh, I don't know. It's it's tough. Need for Speed's a rotten, uh, definitely a rotten movie. Yeah, but I, I like it. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's tough. Hard to say. I don't know. I don't know what to say. To be honest, I hit you two on the spot on that, eh? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's hard to think of like an actual like movie that I've seen where I'm like, this this got a bad review. Oh well, um, uh, how about this? Did you check out? I, I don't even know. I don't even know what the point of this all was anymore. But did you check out Eternals? Because that's oh, wrong. You know, oh yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't see Eternals. Okay, Transformers. How about this? Transformers. <laughs> the first Transformers movie, rotten on Rotten Tomato, but the audience, the tomato meter, fifty-eight percent. The audience score, eighty-five percent. I just want to bring up this is the second time we've mentioned Michael Bay's Transformers in this episode. Probably yes. the most times I've ever mentioned it in this podcast. Ever. Yeah. You know why? Because it's excellent. <laughs> hey, I'm what? with you. I yeah. like the first Transformers movie. I'm actually surprised it's rotten. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It's excellent. Yeah, the first one's okay. It's the it's the Shia second Leva, one, and the fourth Fox, one and Optimus the fifth Prime one that are garbage. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm a big fan of Dark of the Moon. I like the third one just for I do. I, three I like, hours I like of mayhem. Bayham, sorry, Bayham. Yeah. The oh, so good. Yeah. Can't not bring back um, Shia LaBeouf, even though he's had some he's had some bad things done in the last few years. So. I like that he was in but the um, he's in middle new, of he's... a comeback and then he ruined it for himself. But I think he's in a, a new movie coming out soon. You think? I mean. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be in. Uh, let's see. Um, 
TikTok, TikTok. Uh, After Exile? Never heard of it. <laughs> oh, but he's or he's in something else. Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe he's not in it anymore. I don't he know. was supposed to be in Olivia Wilde's new movie, but then oh. she replaced him with Harry Styles and then started dating Harry Styles. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe it was that. I don't know. See, yeah. Shia LaBeouf was in the middle of a comeback, and then he... Um, ah, because Honey Boy... And Peanut Butter Falcon were the two best movies of 2019. Next yeah, to Parasite. So Actually, Parasite was the best movie. And then it was Honey Boy and Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, no, I think, but I think he'll be back, you know. But yes, what he did was very shitty and he should never, and you should never ever do it. But um, I think he'll be back. Mm-hmm. He just, he, he just seemed like he was a very possess- uh, possessive person. And uh, he clearly still needs, he still has more work to do on himself. And yeah. I think he recognized that. For sure. And I think that's, yeah. that takes a very strong person to be able to recognize that. And two, well, an even stronger person to actually act on it. So, Yeah. And, you know, to take a line from, uh, to take a line from Loki, no one ever bad is truly bad. And no one ever good is truly good. Wow. <laughs> you just hit me with that? You just hit me with, dude, I'm floored. You just hit me with that. <laughs> I, I really love that line. It was really good. When when they said that in the movie, it, it floored me. I was like, wow. I just heard the line. Dude, I'm flabbergasted. You just like knocked my breath <laughs> away. That was actually, uh, that was such a good pull, Mike. I'm oh, going to add is. fucking, that was, that was amazing. Props. <laughs> That's some props, man. That's, that was amazing. I, it's true. I mean, yeah. No one ever bad is, is truly bad. And no one ever good is truly good. Yeah. And it works both ways. You know, that not, you know, that, just because that what they did in the past doesn't mean that they can change, and every, I believe everyone can change. We're all that, yeah, and and I believe that you can make mistakes. Just don't make huge mistakes. Yeah, I'm not talking about don't don't murder anybody. Obviously. Yeah, I'm not that about, would be like, one you're not really. The, I'm not talking about like the ex, <laughs> the you know, don't kidnap, murder, sexually assault. You know, don't be a pedophile. Yeah, exactly. Don't, That's pretty easy to just avoid doing those. Don't do a hate crime. Yeah. Like those don't things. Do the, like those the five, don't do any of those five things. You're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. You can improve. Like you can definitely, you can definitely come back if the mistakes aren't like those bad. Like those five things. If it's those five things, maybe not. Yeah. You're maybe not coming back from that. Yeah. Like he, he was a terror. Like, you know, what he, I think what I remember is that he like attacked her, his girlfriend, and, um, like was, you know, like was very like, um, yeah, like kind of like rich controlled her life or whatever, and tried to like make her do things that like she didn't want to do. And oh, he wanted it. ten kisses a day. Yeah, like weird shit like that. Like that's a weird thing to like. Nope, I need ten. <laughs> like, what if you only got one throughout the whole day, and then it's like eleven fifty eight? Like, <laughs> I'm coming over. Let me in. Let me in. I need eight kisses. I need nine kisses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, like weird shit. So obviously he needs to like figure his shit out. Like again, like they're. Uh, like obviously, like he, you know, he he did a comeback, but he needs to obviously like figure his shit out. Like, yeah, it's it's not right, and uh, and I'm glad that he's not really getting a um uh some time on air. I think you you can kind of come back and then yeah. Hmm. But 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 show. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say, but definitely hard to, to give show someone a second chance. Remorse for what happened and show that you've you've actively done the work to better yourself. Um, you might not have the same opportunities as, as before, 
but Shia LaBeouf could thrive in the indie, the indie atmosphere. And that's totally okay. I mean, so many people do it all the time. Nicholas Cage yeah. was living in the indie market for the last 10 years. And now look at him. Studios are now wanting him in movies again. So. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, you know, he, I think, uh, as long as, um, he, he's, you know, trying to show to everyone that he can, that he can better himself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Agreed. I think it's just like, well, like if, if you've seen honey boy, it's, uh, it's semi-autobiographical of his own life, uh, his time during even Stevens and his relationship with his father. I mean, you watch that movie and then you can really get a good insight as to what he, what his upbringing was like. And then you can kind of see how those things affected him as he grew older and how he's, you know, in the movie, he works through them. And in real life, he's, he's, he went to therapy to deal with those feelings and to make amends with his father and to confront those demons in his past. Uh, It's just now he has, he just has other demons. He still has to work through. Yeah. So it's, it's clear to me that I think Shia LaBeouf is, is the type of person that's, capable of change um and he might be a bit of an asshole from time to time i, I hear like in hollywood some people call him an asshole i mean i don't want to but i think most people in hollywood are assholes to be honest with you to be completely honest i totally yeah, agree just you know they're all narcissistic narcissistic and and uh you know it's just, you don't want to be an, you don't want to be a bigger asshole than everybody else yeah exactly because it's like people like uh there was that whole thing it was like last year where like anna kendrick was like rude to somebody who like worked in a store and they were like, Oh my God, she was rude to me in a store. I'm like, yeah, I They're a celebrity. Of course they're going to be rude to you in a store. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's not really a good enough excuse to like excuse why they did it. No, you know what I mean? But you, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. there's, I, I feel like there's so many people out there that are like, I, you know, not everyone's a sweetheart. Like, mm-hmm. well, it's yeah. like when people, um, um, a good example would be Jonah Hill when people thought Jonah Hill was an asshole because he doesn't stop and take photos or autographs with people. He just like hands them a card and says, you've met Jonah Hill. That's it. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. Like, of and course. People, like people call him an asshole. Cause it's like, Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to say hi to the fans. You don't want to do autographs or whatever. It's like, no, no, no. He's, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, it's nice when they do want to sp- like stop and like say hello to you guys, but that's, they don't have to do that. Yeah. It's their job, right? They're just, you know, like if that, you know, I, you can't think, force them to do that. Facts. Like to me, like I'd like to think that people would be good, but not all people are good. So, mm-hmm. you know, how many times wants, have you been like privacy? I mean, think about being a celebrity yeah. and then your face is everywhere and you can't really go to public anymore. I remember hearing the story about Jim Carrey was wearing like full facial prosthetics to go to fucking a grocery store one time and people still oh recognized God. him. That's crazy. <laughs> I, or my, my, I know top tier, top tier of all that list is Robert Pattinson. The, the girl, like this girl that was like stalking him outside his house and then like, like literally like sleeping in her car outside of his house. And he like went out and like took her out for dinner and like just complained and complained about his life. And then she never bothered him again. <laughs> he may have lost fun- a fan, but he won the war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But still the funniest. The, still one of my like the funniest thing ever to me is the fact that he like was like uh like just took this fan that like was just in love with him and then like he was just complained about his like you know very easy life and then was like uh and then she was like oh fuck this guy <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to it's a good way to scare them away um, um... <laughs> yeah exactly dude 
<laughs> for some reason and it not because it reminded me because it's not like the situation really is that similar but bully mcguire just made me think of bully mcguire oh yeah there's a car there motherfucker get out of the way <laughs> dude have you seen that video of um and it's all all three of the spider-man obviously they, they're like they're like coming from like set or something and they're going somewhere for for um for a movie <laughs> And uh, and it's like and then they see Tom and Tom's like like you know he's like yeah like I'm Tom <laughs> and then and then it just like Andrew and Andrew like kind of gives him this like smile and it like goes over to like Toby and Toby just glares at the oh, paparazzi. Yeah, just, is that the one in the airport? Is that the yeah, one in the airport? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and there's like they even like see Zendaya and she like waves and smiles and like <laughs> does a Toby and Toby's just like. <laughs> it's, like, it's so good. <laughs> he just he fucking hates them so much, but it's like he doesn't right like to, he doesn't like the spotlight. He'll he'll be an actor, he'll be a movie, but he, I think he hates being a celebrity. I mean, I, I think he just hates paparazzi, dude. I, I but he just well, fucking, they are scum of the fucking earth, dude. So. They are. They're so they're so bad, man. Like, man, I don't understand how some paparazzi like don't. Someone hasn't like murdered a paparazzi person by now. The parody of the paparazzi in Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Is, yeah. You you could have told me that, that was them in real life, and I'd believe you. <laughs> yeah, dude, like they're crazy. Um, what's it called? I think there was like a, uh, like a story of like someone. Who is it? I think maybe Robert Pattinson. Where like, oh yeah, I've seen with the video where like. Robert Pattinson's like just like in his car and he's like having a bad day, obviously, but he's just getting like filmed having a bad day. Like he's having like a breakdown and like someone's like just filming him and he comes oh. over there and he's like, guys, can you just like leave me alone? Like I'm like, I'm not having a great day. And they're like, oh, but like, we're just filming you, man. Like it's not that big of a deal. And it's like really fucked up because he's like, you can tell that he's like actually like breaking down and they're just like filming him and being like, Robert, Robert, we're over here. <laughs> scum of the earth man terrible scum of the earth but still bully mcguire my favorite person i'm put some dirt in your eye <laughs> <laughs> you'll fight him like dude dude i watched i've got to send you this video now just because you made me think of it they took scenes from uh toby mcguire from the original spider-man movie you know how they like cgi him into other things like they had bully mcguire versus thanos Oh, yeah. They did a Bully Maguire as Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Oh no, I have seen that. I have Dude, seen that. At the it's end so when good. he stabs Qui-Gon Jinn, he's like, How did that get in there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Dude. So good. Put that video up if you haven't seen it. It's so good. Oh, oh. Also, I would suggest if you can like the uh, Spider-Man memes are probably the funniest thing on the internet. Anything yeah, one of my favorite seems to get a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, one of my one of my all-time favorites is like still when like someone like when someone like says something dumb online and then I say something back and then they get all mad and then I post that like I post that like same picture and it's like you gonna cry? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna cry, <laughs> little yeah. Goblin Junior? You gonna cry? <laughs> <laughs> when uh and also like still one of the is like uh when uh <laughs> when he like smashes um when he like smashes his camera what's his name uh the other photographer brock 
when he, when smashes he smashes Eddie Brock's, Bro- camera. Eddie Brock's camera, and then like he like jumps down this the jumps down the the ladder, but then he like but they made it like so he farts when he like jumps away. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know the one you're talking about. That's amazing. Yeah, see it jump, <laughs> but it's like echoes. It's so good. Oh. oh, it's got like it's like bass boosted too. It's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Um oh what's the I was re-watching all the Spider-Man movie before No Way Home. Yeah, so did one I. One of my favorite details that they had, and I, it's definitely on purpose, and I'm probably not the first person to realize it, but in Spider-Man 3, Toby Maguire like outs Eddie Brock as photoshopping the photos, and then he's just <laughs> like, Eddie Brock's like, This is all I have. Don't do this. And then t- Peter Parker is just like, you want forgiveness? Get religion. (laughs) And the very next time we see Eddie Brock in the film, he's at a church asking for (laughs) God to kill Peter Parker. (laughs) This is cinema. This is cinema. No, dude, honestly, watching the first Spider-Man, there's so many cheesy things in that movie that just made me laugh. Like... The, when he like when the Dream Goblin first shows up and and he's attacking at the Thanksgiving Day Parade and he's like <laughs> and he's joined <laughs> the Itsy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> <laughs> so good, like I totally forgot about that scene when he's just like the Itsy Bitsy Spider went up the water spout. Down came the Goblin and <laughs> and took the spider out. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, uh, so good. Like, I do, why? Like, why is it? <laughs> Willem Dafoe's uh, performance as the Green Goblin in the original and in No Way Home is so unmatched in terms of comic book movies. It is unbelievable. Oh yeah, so good. Uh, his even his even his de- some of his delivery. And we're talking about cheesy stuff, but it just I, just his delivery of things. The heart, Osborne, or um, <laughs> right at the end, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna finish her nice and, and slow. slow. <laughs> yeah, pitch perfect delivery. <laughs> Willem Dafoe deserved an Oscar for fucking for that performance for that yeah. cheese ball performance. What are you gonna pitch, Spider Man? The women you love or the children? <laughs> But also, it's so like it's like late at night. But it's like, why are all these children in a in a tray, like in a in a bridge car? You know what I mean? Like, why are they? Why is there a good point? I mean, don't they have? I don't. don't, I've never been to New York, so I really can't comment of of my knowledge of New York. But don't they have Brooklyn Bridge? The islands? Yeah, it's like the Brook. I think that's the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm pretty sure that that they film. Um, but there is like a ferry. The that like. Not a ferry, but it's like the t- like the car. Yeah. Um. Like the. But yeah, but still, but why is there like a big group? Yeah. Why? Why is it like a field trip happening at nine at nine p.m.? Like, what's <laughs> yeah. going on here? <laughs> yeah. It's a, New York field trips are wild. <laughs> they're like a baseball team or something, and they're like, ah, <laughs> save us, Spider Man. See, if it's a baseball team, it's a bit more understandable because maybe they had a late game, and now they're just trying to make it back home. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, so good though. Like, uh, and and we didn't really get to talk. I talked about this a little bit in my la- in my last episode, but I haven't really get, got a chance to talk to you about it. But the callbacks to some of those memes in No Way Home were fantastic. I'm something of a scientist myself. 
Yeah. Perfect. The power of the sun in the palm of my hands. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. So good. You cannot touch the absolute gold that is those original three Raimi movies. They are yeah. perfect in every way. Yeah. He's like, Peter, you're, you're so old. How are you doing? Trying to do better. Damn. Don't make me cry right now. Oh, so good. Yeah. Oh, and one of my one of my all time favorite scenes of that movie is when uh, they're talking. When is when you're talking to when um, Andrew Garfield's talking to Max, and uh, like Andrew Garfield Spider Man is talking to Max, and he's like, and he's like, you know, you're you're a kid, you're from Queens, you help people. I just thought you'd be black, and then he was like, he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have a question about I have a question about that because it's interesting you popped that up and a lot of people have been talking about that is the spell brought in people that knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man but Electro very clearly says in that scene he didn't know who was under that mask he thought he was black yeah so how did he get brought in I mean this is going to we don't want to ruin the movie but it's, but I think it's something to think about yeah I don't know that is such a point just but also, he like Venom gets brought in, right? He doesn't know Spider Man. Well, Venom they get they get away with it because the Venom, the symbiote in the comic books, has a hive mind, and it's explained very, very briefly in the Let There Be Carnage post credit scene when Venom is talking to Eddie and says, "Hey, we have like access to the multiverse, and you know, I have these powers, and I can like oh, read, yeah, true, 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 read true. the symbiotic mind from across universes." And he's like, "Oh, really? Show me." And then all of a sudden, next second, they're brought to the MCU universe. Yeah. And it's obvious that this Venom has a connection to the Venom from the and, films. And, uh, and the guy from uh, Ted Lasso is in it. Yes! Dude, <laughs> football is life! <laughs> yeah. I know. Maybe he will be the next Venom because there was a little... I don't know. It's a little... I guess the question would be, what do they do next? Would it be, um, do you do the <laughs> Eddie Brock storyline again, um, but maybe reintroduce a Tom Hardy variant or a different actor to play him? I heard. Uh, I don't think they'll what do I'm that, thinking I think they'll just do Flash that, Thompson. What I'm thinking is that, oh, I hope they don't do Flash Thompson. Just Flash Thompson in Tom Holland universe Spider-Man is terrible. <laughs> he's, not, like, he's not a good bully. He's just like a rich kid that just doesn't like poor people. Like it's just such a terrible. <laughs> he's just like, oh, like your poor Peter, your your poor Peter Parker. <laughs> How lame! It's like, <laughs> what? Your poor Peter Parker. <laughs> How lame! Jesus. True though, like, that's pretty. He's pretty much like one of those preppy, like pre pretentious. Priv well, not really pretentious, more like privileged. Really, that's about it. Yeah. He's very privileged. Like, so he bullies Peter Parker because Peter Parker has less than him, so it makes him feel better to talk. Yeah, it's down like a ter that's him. a terrible blade. It's like. Can I Terrible person, are you? You're, like, you're not like the kind no of like, one likes you for doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know it, I mean? it would yeah. be a way to redeem the character and maybe give the actor Tony Rivalori like a bit more to chew on if they made him into the Agent Venom. I don't know if they'll do that. No, it's clearly I don't just me think saying they should might do that happen. for him. You know what I mean? Just like I he would love Agent Venom. Earned it more or less is what you're saying. No, you know, what I mean? yeah, like he just doesn't fit the character. I don't care what Agent Venom looks like as a character but like i don't think he should be the actor fair enough it, it just doesn't fit him you know what i mean yeah yeah 
just like you know there's no mary jane in just like there's no like it's different there's no gwen stacy there's no well, harry clearly, osborne right yeah so like and kevin feige even said that he has no plans he, he didn't want to do the another osborne storyline so but i heard the, the mc everyone's now not casting in like the Timothy new Tom Holland? harry osborne so yeah i did see that <laughs> that he like goes to college Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think he should go to college. I think it should be that he um, remains in the he, struggle. Yeah, that he just remains in the struggle and he's just trying to figure his shit out. And I hope he doesn't get a job in the at Joe's forever. Pizza. But I heard I I read somewhere that like they're not going to do um like Tom Holland's <coughs> excuse me. Um, Tom Holland, Spider-Man is no longer in the MCU now. Um, no, I think he's still in the MCU. It's just that the No Way Home ending does set up, um, as we know, that Sony and Marvel had a, t- had a deal put in place to have Spider-Man featured in the MCU, and that's how we were able to get those movies. Um, but then they signed another contract where Tom Holland could appear two more times as Spider-Man in the MCU, one solo film and then one project elsewhere. And I feel like that was the reason why at the end of the movie, they had everyone forget who Peter Parker was. That way they can do storylines still maybe, maybe kind of still set in the MCU with Tom Holland, but doesn't adhere too heavily to the overarching Marvel cinematic universe anymore. Uh, Like I definitely feel like the ending was a product of that deal. Yeah. And then people want, um, and I heard that there is talks of um, Andrew Garfield coming back as a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I like how we started off. at Spider-Man, and now we're right back at Spider-Man two hours in. Like, Yeah. Oh, so good. Spider-Man, the best. Uh, I have heard the rumors. I've heard that there, um, you know, people always talking about, it's hard to know what's true and what's not, because some people, I've, I've seen tons of things on message boards and people leaking stuff out and scoopers saying, Hey, I've heard Andrew Garfield's coming back. I've heard Toby's also coming back. And on top of that, I've heard that they want Emma stone to come back. Yeah. A spider. And then people are just saying they're going to make her spider. Gwen. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. interesting. I, I want to see more of everybody. Obviously I, I would love to like, especially Andrew, I think he stole the show in No Way Home. He definitely seemed like he loved to be there. It wasn't like Toby, who felt like he was there to get that money, get the bag. Yeah. I think he, he, <coughs> he obviously liked playing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that it felt, I guess it just felt from Toby's perspective more for the money than it felt like to be back. But then you see all the interviews now, and I want it. I, I want them to And that him and Andrew Garfield went to see the movie on opening night. In disguise. With Toby, yeah. Yeah. They, they together. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I just mean, two, it, it's clear the, that the character means something to him. And they only did two weeks of work on the movie, which is surprising considering they're in that like last 40 minutes. But that's the magic of movie making, baby. Two weeks is all you need. Yeah. Oh, but man, so good. Uh, it'll so be... Good. I, I wonder... If they'll do more of like, I wonder if Sony will just do their own like Spider-Verse massive crossover event, like Spider-Verse type style, live action 
Um, and then you have all three Spider-Man in one movie together and it's a Sony production, or if they'll do Toby coming into the MCU in a different project, like secret invasion or secret wars. If they do that movie, which there's no confirmation of doing a secret wars movie, just, you know, speculation purely on my part. Yeah. It'll just be interesting if they bring them back and they're, and they're in like, they're doing an MCU thing, or if they're just going to do like a Sony production, like Andrew will probably just do a movie in his own universe. Yeah, I, I just we need that. a we. I mean, not that anyone's clamoring to see the end of his, the the parent storyline, because not like a story we really needed to tell Spider-Man wise. His parents are a very boring plot device. If I'm being honest, yeah, no one cares yeah. about Peter Parker's parents. His parents were spies or whatever. Like, mm, I don't care. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's very weird. <sighs> I don't know. I think, uh, but I, I do like the idea of, uh, um, I do love the idea of Toby McGuire coming back. Yeah. Seymour, Toby, Seymour. Which one, which would you, which would you prefer a Spider-Man four or an amazing Spider-Man three? I know it's a kind of a basic question, but. Um, I don't know. It's hard. No, I, I would say. I wouldn't say as him come. I would say him coming back as to help out. Um, uh, you know, um, to help out Tom, uh, mm-hmm. Holland, Spider Man, but not him be his own because I don't think he wants to be his own. So just another Spider Verse movie, more or less. I mean, I'm down. Yeah. I like the idea, and I'm a, I'm down. That's what I want to. Just another Spider Verse. Yeah, Spider Verse two. Well. I'm excited for that. That's one of my one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Get another Spider Verse Part One and then Part Two next year. Double dose. My favorite movie from 2018. Yeah, I mean, I, oh yeah, I know. Um, I know it's would be interesting. I I would because I would like to see them bring in Daredevil. Yep. Does I dare? I mean, they did, but. Well, it seems like they have uh, pretty big plans going forward for him. I mean, obviously they do. Kevin Feige has plans for everybody. And it'll be, hopefully with Daredevil, it seems like they'll be setting up with Kingpin storyline continuing on into the Echo spinoff show from Hawkeye, which yeah. I could give you my thoughts on that, but I'm, we're not gonna, maybe we won't get into that right now. But Kingpin will be brought in there, and I think there's the rumors that they'll have some of the cast from Daredevil return, Foggy, um, Karen Page, Daredevil, come back for Echo, help her out, take down Kingpin. And then there's talks of him appearing in Secret Invasion with Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn's Talos. That's yeah. just a rumor for the Secret Invasion one. The Echo one seems more legit. Like, I, I would believe invasion, that they would yeah, appear Secret in there. Invasion, but who's going to... So t- is Tom Holland going to be in Secret Invasion? Don't know. I don't well, know how like many Secret people War, are going to appear right? in that. It's also Secret War, not Secret wars because there's secret wars and secret war so it's two okay well i'm i I thought it was secret i thought i thought it was secret wars well i think there's secret war which i think is secret invasion yeah which is like uh there's some you know some guy becomes the leader of um right like uh there's some guy that becomes like the leader of and it's like Nick Fury takes like um, 
uh, what is he? He takes like Daredevil, Luke Cage, Captain America, Wolverine, Spider Man to like go and help out like some sort of like mysterious, you know, like so- something that's going on. And it's like, but yeah. So I don't know if you know will do that storyline, but I don't know if they can't because if they'll be able to pull it America. off. Yeah, I think I know. I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, but my this mind is, your... is escaping me. I'm thinking it's like it's like Battle World almost, but I feel like I'm fucking yeah. that up. By saying I don't know. It. It's, just, it's just like a different comment that I was watching recently. So, oh yeah, it's like a, a video I watched recently on it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it could be interesting. For sure, the possibilities are quite endless with the MCU. Oh, literally, there's so just much stuff forever. that we can get excited for. Oh, but one thing I would like to see, though, is like an MCU movie, is Young Avengers. That would be cool. Oh, yeah. I feel like yeah. they would do... I feel like Young Avengers might be... You think that'd be a movie, or do you think... I think it might be just be a Disney Plus, like, miniseries. Yeah, even, like, a miniseries would be cool. Tom mm-hmm. Holland, Kate Bishop, um, Idiot Light. Um, New Black Widow. Got to get Yelena in there, man. Yelena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Black Widow... Her and Kate Bishop's um, chemistry off the charts, by the way. Yeah, wow. exactly. Like, that's what I mean. Like, Black Widow, like her, like, the Yelena in there. Um, and you then the Patriot from Falcon and Winter Soldier, that kid, Elijah Bradley. Um, he was, he set up because you've, you've already got him introduced. You've got Kid Loki introduced. Um, the only people I, I'm thinking, Riri Williams hasn't been introduced yet, but she'll be introduced in the next Black Panther movie. And then Hulkling. Obviously has not been introduced, but Wiccan and Speed were introduced in WandaVision. So there's two more right there. Yeah. I mean, like they've definitely built up a young Avengers to like, so you're saying that you want to see that. And I feel like that is very close to a reality with the amount of people they've, they've already set up the majority of the team. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it'll be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. That was one of the first comic books I ever had. Um, not the first, but one of the first ones yeah. I remember reading was a Young Avengers yeah. comic book, and it was, you know, had them all: Patriot, yeah. Kate Bishop. Um, I think Wiccan and Speed were in there. Definitely, Hulkling was definitely in there. <laughs> yeah, Spider Man. I don't know. It would be interesting. I'd I'd really like to see. Um, yeah, I'd really like to see that. And then, uh, and also, what's the? And then, if in the next, um. Thor movie, which is like the Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy movie, um, that they have, that they bring in Nova, and then Nova goes to the Unavengers. Oh yeah, they gotta. That's that's something that's been <laughs> Kevin Feige. I swear, every time they do a press junket, they always they always ask Kevin Feige when they're gonna do it. When, when are you gonna do a Nova movie? When's Nova gonna get introduced? You know, when yeah. is he gonna finally show up? Uh, that's definitely a character people have been asking for for a while. So I f- feel like we'll I feel like you should get show some up. Nova stuff, you know, yeah. uh, hopefully in the next mm-hmm. five years. Yeah. Well, I think he'll show up in this movie. I feel like if this is like the last, um, you know, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like Thor movie, why not? Mm-hmm. I'm excited yeah. to see what the next Thor movie's like. That's up there for my anticipation. Thor, Love and Thunder. Who is directing? At his absolute most jacked. I'm, yeah, I'm, I saw I'm ecstatic. Who's directing that again? Taika Waititi again. Oh, Same yeah. Director's he, Ragnarok. He'll, he'll, he'll kill it. 
He's done a good job. Ragnarok's yeah. my fourth favorite MCU film. So bring that same really? energy. Give me a great story. And that's one of the ones. Uh, to my point earlier, where I said the MCU is not colorful enough, that was one where it had some color. Some stuff, though, still kind of muted, but it had some color. Yeah. All right, man. I think I think we should try to end this out here. You're gonna very end, long you're end. gonna cut the show off right now, eh? You're telling me to stop. I'm the host, well, Mike. Yeah. You don't tell think, me what to do. But I think I think we should get at least figure out how we're gonna end this. No, it's Cause true. Because we, we can't just talk forever. Mike, I would talk to you forever, but you're completely right. Yeah. This has been we, probably the longest, one of the longest episodes I've had of the show. But it's just yeah. nice to ring in the new year with you. I wouldn't want to ring it with oh. anybody else. We'll just oh, it'll, be a, it'll be a banter booth tradition. You and me every New Year's. Okay, so next year we'll we'll, we'll see you next year for the the next episode. Next year we got to do a whole bash. We got we should do drinks and whatnot and do a whole oh, like, yeah. banter booth oh. fucking like get yeah. Hopefully, I I like this idea. By next year, hopefully this thing is smoothed out. Even though we said that two years ago, it seems like um, that this whole thing would be smoothed out. And we can all gather in a place together um, and have like a whole bunch of people on the podcast talking about their years. I still I still want to do a massive one, all of us in person, like me, you, and Chris, and then bring in Cush Hamish. Like, I want yeah. to do a whole thing with, like, everybody. Yeah, I like that idea, too. All right, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this, as always. Oh, always appreciate the time. Always a pleasure to be a part and uh, to be on the show, of course. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I guess that's it, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. For Michael Bannock, I'm Zach Crawford. See you next week. Have a good one, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.